Hey, so welcome back to the Expert Edge. Now we have got an exciting update uh, for you today, which is we're running our main three-part training series, which is all about how to sell from virtual stages. This is what I know, is that virtual stages right now are still one of the hottest ways, one of the best, most effective ways to get a bunch of clients. It's the reason why every single industry leader in our expert industry uses virtual stages, whether that's webinars, uh, maybe a three-part video series, maybe a challenge, they use it. But the problem is, is that maybe you've used, you've tried it before and it didn't go how you wanted. Maybe it failed. Maybe you've sat down to actually work out how to design a webinar, how to design a challenge, and you've been completely overwhelmed by it. Or maybe you just need more confidence in yourself. You're looking for that confidence to be able to, to talk about your message and and not feel ashamed, not feel uh, scared, not feel overwhelmed by this idea of actually sharing your message. And that is the very reason why I'm running How to Sell from Virtual Stages. Now, in this training series, I'm going to share with you the easy way to design your webinars and virtual talks so that people actually ask to enroll in your programs before you've even made a pitch, before you've even made an offer. I'm going to share with you some of the secrets to choosing the right type of signature stories because there's right and wrong ones. I'm going to share with you which one you should be focusing on, how to choose them. I'm going to talk about why selling at the end of your presentation is one of the worst things you can do to convert new clients and the surprising and somewhat simple truth of what you need to do instead. And my goal is this, is that you would leave this training series feeling clear, confident, and ready to deliver virtual and maybe even live if that's open for you, but mainly virtual trainings and presentations that really resonate with your audience and naturally, authentically move the right person to join your programs. That's my goal. And so all you need to do right now is go to virtualstagestraining.com. Now, the link is in the show notes, so you can click that directly. It might be easiest. But uh, before we get into our podcast today, I really want you to go and take that action. Go to virtualstagestraining.com, sign up, get yourself registered, and we're going to be kicking off this training series. Video one drops on April 22nd, but whatever time you're listening to this, make sure you sign up now, and then you'll get all the information of where you can get all the training and all that sort of stuff. So video one drops on April 22nd. So make sure to join now. And even if you're listening to this after April 22nd and you're within this time frame, make sure to sign up because you'll still be able to get access to those trainings for, for a very limited period of time if you're in that zone. So guys, I'm excited about this training series. I, I've been working on this for a long time. I know it's gonna help a lot of people. And it's going to help you to grow your business to make the contribution that you've always been wanting wanting to make. And so go ahead and do that right now. And I, I trust and I hope you're going to enjoy today's conversation. We're, we're talking about this big idea of why no one wants your program. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit controversial, maybe. Why no one wants your online course. Why no one wants your program. I'm going, to, I'm going to address this with three big mistakes that people make 
that cause people to not want their programs. And to be quite frank, I've already recorded this podcast. I'm doing the intro after I recorded it. And there were some strategies that I shared throughout there that were were really just flowing out out of me. Like there was like a flow state in this one. So I think you're going to really, really enjoy this training. And we go deep into how to address these big mistakes. And so I trust you'll enjoy the training series and the podcast today and look forward to seeing you inside. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. All right, so let's talk about why no one wants your program. Now, I know that this is a a little bit of a controversial topic in terms of no one wanting your program, no one wanting your product. Uh, And I'm going to share with you three mistakes that cause experts like yourself, coaches, speakers, trainers, to be in a place where you are in this place of fear that no one wants your program or not enough people want your program. Because I have been there. When I first started my expert business, uh, I remember doing a transition. When I say first started, it was, it was, it was the transition for me from being a, a one-on-one coach to actually starting to sell online products. And what happened was, I decided that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a product. And so I hired a videographer. Uh, I put aside, you know, probably about, I think I spent about six months developing the content in this product, right? Every spare moment I had in between doing some coaching and so forth, I was designing, writing my product. Now, this product it was called the Productivity Academy, right? It was, a, it was a product all around productivity, right? And so what happened was I spent all this time, I hired a videographer, I put aside about five days to shoot the program. I even hired a studio. I shot the program, did the product. I even, I even produced a three-part video series as a part of building the product so that I could promote it. But I, if I'm really honest, I spent most of my time developing the product as opposed to developing how to promote the product. <laughs> the product. And so what happened was I finished all the product, I, I, I loaded it all into Kajabi, got really excited and started to go, oh my gosh, think about the possibilities of what this can do. And what happened was is I did a promotion and oh, to be honest, I, like I went really hard at the promotion. What I mean by that is, you know, it was very much guerrilla marketing. So I'm, I'm messaging people on Instagram and on Facebook and on, uh, actually Instagram wasn't around, it was on Facebook. Uh, I'm doing posts, I'm sending emails to my, you know, database that wasn't probably a good fit for it. I wasn't, wasn't really sure. And what happened was I got 600 people to sign up for the three-part video series uh, of the of the product. And so out of the 600 people, what ended up happening was one person bought. And I, I know for me, I was doing the maths of like, oh my gosh, 600 people are doing this training. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make so much money. This is out of control. 
And one person ended up joining the program. And they, by the way, ended up joining on the lowest payment plan, which was really low per month. And so I'm looking down the barrel of, I've, I've just spent thousands of dollars on building this course and promoted it and no one wanted it. When I say no one wanted it, sure, there was one guy and I, and I was grateful for that. But compared to my expectations of what I wanted to create and, and serve people with, it was, let's just say it was well, well below that level. Now, I don't know about you, whether you've ever had an experience like that. But for me, that was a turning point. It was a turning point of when I started to go, okay, I know that this product is, is a great product. And this is the thing, it's, it, what, what I'm going to talk about today is really this idea of there's probably nothing wrong with your product. Your product's probably amazing. But the biggest problem is that you, you haven't actually spent the time to learn or enough time to learn how to sell your product through serving your audience in the right way. And so this is the discovery that I had was that I'm looking at this product that I just spent a whole lot of money creating feeling like a complete failure, feeling like this is not going to work. And what happened was I ended up changing the offer based on some of the feedback. So I, I did like a survey and I got some feedback on my product. I changed the offer. I cha- actually adjusted the price. I adjusted the languaging on the sales page. And then I started to really just get obsessed around what's the difference between a presentation that provides, you know, a whole lot of content or information and a presentation that actually leads to the right type of person joining the program to see a transformation in their life. Now I'm looking at Mike Jarby right now and and this is a product that I don't sell publicly by the way. Like this is an older product that we sell. In fact, we're actually licensing it out at the moment to another business to sell. Uh, but this product has had over 3000 people join it. And What's crazy is that when I first started, like I said, I had one person buy it. Like this product has done millions of dollars, this this one particular product. And so the biggest difference was that I didn't need to keep changing my product. My, My product was good. Like it was a good product and I believed in my product, but I needed to learn how to communicate to my audience in a way where they understood the power of the product, where they understood the power of what that product can do. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is that that was for me the revelation of where I realized that it wasn't about my product. It was about how I communicated my product to my audience that was gonna make the difference. It was gonna make the difference between whether I truly build a business that is not just profitable, but impactful. It's actually serving and helping people. I know for me, our main program, Sell From Stage Academy now, like the reason why I built that is because I genuinely want to see a transformation in people's lives, right? And so, but this is the thing, is if if you don't learn how to sell your product properly, you can have the greatest intentions of wanting to serve and help people but if you don't know how to sell it, it's not, going to be a, it's not going to be a transformation in people's lives. What most people are, what most coaches and experts are, is that they are a hospital in the desert. <laughs> in other words, they know how to help people. They know how to see a shift in a certain area in people's lives. 
But because they don't know how to sell that, <laughs> that offer or that program, it's just this hospital sitting in the middle of nowhere with no one in it and no one helping them. And so I want to share with you three big mistakes that really stop people buying your program. And this is hard-earned lessons that for me uh, that I, I, I found have truly transformed my life and transformed so many of my students' lives. So I want you to write these down if you, if you are listening to it sitting down. If you're not, you're probably walking. I'm assuming walking, running, uh, or in the car. And first of all, I just want to say thank you for being a part of the Expert Edge. I, I honestly don't take it for granted. I, I spend a lot of time creating and curating these episodes to serve you. And so I firstly, I wanted to acknowledge that in you and say thank you for that. So the first big mistake is this, is that you're spending more time building your product than learning how to sell it. This is the, the core idea of what I learned when I built my first product was that I thought it would, it would come back to that, you know, that old uh, saying of, of it, if you build it, they will come right? Was it Julius Caesar or something like that? I'll probably have to check that after the podcast, but I think it was Julius Caesar, right? If they build it, if you build it, they will come. That is not true. <laughs> That's the problem. The problem is, is like you can build something incredible and they will not come. Now, what can happen is if you start to get a few people in that, you start to get some momentum and start people start talking about it then you learn how to communicate it, get feedback, then they're going to start to come. But at the start, if you build it, they're not going to come. And this is the thing is an online course is not going to make you money. That's the truth. The truth is that an online course is not going to make you money because most people build an online course, they, they put it on their website uh, and they just hope that people, they're like, oh, some people visit my website and they'll see that I have a course and they'll click buy now and they'll join. Now, if that were true, then every single expert coach who has an online course would be doing really well in their business. <laughs> but we all know that that's not true, right? And so the, it comes back to this idea that, that having a course... And building an amazing course, by the way, which I am all for, 100%. Like I put my heart and soul and a lot of resource into building our programs. And I, and I think you should do the same. But this is the thing, is that having that course is not going to make you any money. It's only learning how to sell the course that will actually make you money. And this is the thing, it, it will actually help you to transform people's lives. Now, one of the best ways to learn how to sell a course, I think, is through using a virtual stage, right? So a virtual stage, this is why a virtual stage is so powerful, by the way. And this is important to know because there are so many different ways to sell courses, programs, services. There are so many different ways. But the reason why a virtual stage, especially at the moment, is so powerful is, first of all, it has three inbuilt qualities in a virtual stage. The first one is it creates authority. What I mean by that is when you're on a stage, people look at you and go, this person is on a stage and there is an assumption that the fact that they're on a stage, it means 
that they know what they're talking about. Now, whether that's true or not is a whole nother conversation. But I think that if you've got enough confidence and done enough research to get on a stage and start talking about it, hopefully you know something about it, right? But what I'm saying is there is a built-in assumption when you're on a stage or a virtual stage. And so it gives you authority. The second thing is it gives you connection because the stage is this connection point of you see people visually and you hear them verbally and you might even be interacting with them depending on how you're doing the presentation. So the level of connection is amplified. And the third inbuilt quality of a virtual stage is that there is scalability. So it's not one-on-one selling anymore. It is one-to-many selling. And when you can do that, it means you can serve more people, help more people and grow your business. Now, in terms of doing that, my, my learnings over the last couple of years have been that you really have to learn how to not just speak and then sell. So what happens is what the, the problem that most people have is that they get on a webinar or maybe they run a video series or maybe they do a challenge or something like that. They're one of the, you know, the, the core three mechanisms of stages, right? Of virtual stages. So they do that. And then what they do is they, they speak, 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 speak. And then they make an offer at the end and then things get awkward, weird, and no one joins the program. So people say, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. Thank you so much. And then they're like, firstly, I'm so overwhelmed by all the content you've given me. I have no idea what to do right now. But all I do know is that I've got way too much content to do and deliver right now before I even join your program. And the program looks okay, but to be honest, I'm really overwhelmed already. Have you have you ever had that experience where like people literally write comments like, this was so amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like I've got everything that I, I need in my entire life. And so the problem with that is that when you think about it, like think about your business, right? The only way that you can truly transform someone's life is when they become a client. Now, can you serve them before they become a client? A hundred percent. And free content, free stuff is really, really powerful. And, and, and in fact, that really, the free content is part of the journey of the transformation of your customers. So the free content is part of that journey. It's part of the journey of, of really them working out, is this person for me? In other words, do they have similar value sets? And secondly, can they actually help me in the area that I have a need? And then finally, it's, it's you know, do I, do I want to work with them, right? And so the free content that you're delivering is really powerful because it really helps people to resonate with you to work out, hey, do I like this person? Are they the same value sets? And can they actually help? Can they actually help me, right? So that's what for you, for building your business, that's what the free content is for. But this is the thing, is until someone joins your program, in other words, they do a transaction with you and that transaction represent it usually it, it, the currencies are finance, so there's money. There is, there is uh, time, there is energy, there is, there is commitment in it. When they do that, it, like everything changes. I know for me, I know for me, I've had programs where I've been given programs from people and these programs are like $3,000, $2,000. Like literally friends of mine, they're like, hey dude, do you want my program? I'm like, sure. And they're like, they're like they just give it to me. Now, if I'm really honest, I've never done any of them. 
<laughs> like, like genuinely, genuinely. However, I've had programs where I paid even $100 for a program. And you know what? I did the whole freaking thing. I did the whole program. Why? Because there was a level of commitment that I brought to the program because I'd made a transaction. Does that make sense? And so this is why why it's so important to learn how to sell your programs because even if, get this, this is crazy. And even if you gave your program away for free, it would have not one-tenth, not, I, I personally, I think one one-hundredth of the impact of if you were to sell your program. So first of all, you wouldn't have a business because you, you would have no money. So it doesn't make it sustainable, right? So it doesn't make any logical sense. It, it, would be a, it wouldn't be a for-profit business. But secondly, think about it. The transformation would be so much less for the clients because the money that they pay for it, the money that they pay for your programs is is simply a currency of commitment. It's not even about the money. What it's about is about getting your prospects to go, you know what? That course looks awesome. And I'm giving money to the person whoever's selling it. But this is the thing is they're not it's not even about them giving the money to you as the expert. Do you know what it's about? It's about them them actually investing in themselves. It's making a commitment to themselves to step up in that particular area. And so let's come back to this, the key point. The key point is this, is that most people spend too much time obsessing on the product as opposed to obsessing on how to communicate the product so the audience resonates with it. They can work out whether they're the right person for it and then make the decision to enter it. Is this making sense? I, I trust it is. Uh, let me give you an example of this. One, one of our students, his name's, uh, his name's Marco Bernard, and he's a French-speaking guy. He's a beautiful guy, uh, great guy, and uh, he, he helps people with podcasts, right? We're doing a podcast right now. He helps people with podcasts, specifically French-speaking podcasts. Like he's got a really narrow niche. And before he became a student of mine, what happened was he was sitting around that $3,000 promotion space. So he was running $3,000 promotions. And I, I was looking at his numbers. He had one that was 3,188. Another one was 3,888. And it was all around that 3,000, just under $4,000 mark. And what happened was is, I mean, first of all, he has a great product. He's got a great product. And then when he joined our programs at the Academy, what happened, so from Stage Academy, what happened was is he started using infusion selling. And infusion selling is, is really where you learn to communicate. You can communicate value to the audience, whether they buy or not. You communicate value, right? And, and you help them with value and you, you sell at the same time. It's called infusion selling. And so what happened was Marco started using infusion selling literally the first time he used it. This is what happened. It's, it's pretty mind-blowing. He literally went from a, his, his last launch was $3,888. And then his next one after using infusion selling was 48 grand, $48,000. The next one after that was $65,000. And I haven't checked in with him lately, but he said he was on track for a, his first $100,000 promotion. He's uh, like, he was running like a challenge. How cool is that, right? And the biggest difference was, did he change his product? No, he didn't change his product. There was nothing about his product that he changed. 
What he changed was he got obsessed about understanding how to communicate his product so that it could make the biggest difference. And to be honest, this is why I'm running this video series that we've got coming up. And if you haven't joined yet, I'd encourage you, even while you're listening right now, go to virtualstagestraining.com and the links in the in the show notes, make sure you sign up for that because that's where I'm going to be stuck. That's where I'm going to be unpacking infusion selling on a lot deeper level, right? Because this stuff literally changes people's lives, not just the client's lives that you're serving, but also your life because you actually get the get to serve people and build your business in the way that you want. And so this is the question is the question is, have you spent enough time really obsessing over selling and communicating your product in a way that resonates with your audience? Have you, have you spent enough time? And I want you to imagine this. Imagine maybe six months from now and you truly know how to speak in a way that your audience, they respond and go, oh my gosh, this person not only gets me, but they can truly help me. And there's a trust, there's a resonance that occurs between you and your audience. Imagine how that feels right now. What that's going to give you in terms of the confidence, the, the growth, the contribution that you get to make. And, and my ask today is, the, is this, is that you would start working towards that. And however that looks, that you would make a commitment to that process. And the reason why I say this, and the reason why I genuinely care about this, is because I know that you are supposed to help people. In our audience, we really attract people who are genuinely in this expert industry for the right reasons. And I know that you can help people, but if you don't know how to sell your product, and, I don't, and, and I'm not talking about selling from the way of pushing ideas onto people. That, that's not selling. Selling, selling is communicating in a way where the audience finds your communication completely irresistible and you show them that you can solve a problem that is very important to them. And then, so therefore, the the next logical step is your program if it's a right fit for them. And so when I'm talking about selling, I really want to be clear here. I'm not saying selling from pushing anything onto anyone. It is being irresistible in your selling. You become a magnet for the audience's hearts and minds and where they're going towards. And so this first idea is really is really making this decision of going, you know what, I'm going to start spending more time on learning how to sell and communicate my product in a way that really is authentic to me, as opposed to just creating more and more of of my products, because that's the big mistake that people make is they go, oh, it's the product. No, it's not the product. It's how you're communicating the product. Classic example was my first program that we created, our Productivity Academy, was I didn't change the product at all. And we've done millions of dollars in it. All I did was change how I sold the product. Does that make sense? And so that's that's the first strategy, the first big mistake that people make and, and what to do about it. The second thing is this. The second big mistake that I think experts and entrepreneurs make is that you aren't listening to your audience. Now, what I mean by that is you haven't spent the time to truly understand your uh, what your audience is saying, what they are needing. Now, this is why I think it's so important if you haven't yet to do some sort of beta offer where you do an offer where 
essentially you 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 test out your ideas you test out and you get feedback on the ideas uh i know in one of our training modules we have this whole section around launching your like like build it's actually building your online course right in one of the bonuses and so specifically the steps that i recommend for you to do is to not launch like i did the first time round with a full blown course uh, now, if you've already done that, that's totally fine. But sometimes you have to actually almost take a step back and go, have I launched a course and it's really resonated with my audience and I've gotten feedback on it? Because I know for us, when I when I launched, when we launched Self from Stage Academy, it was just over two years ago. Uh, we launched with a beta program. And do you know what I had? I had nothing other than just a few ideas of what I thought would be helpful based around all the learnings that I'd drawn from the last 10 years of my business. And so what happened was we ran a beta program. It was all on Zoom, right? Really messy. I didn't even know what the program was called. It was just called Colin's Cool Program. And so what happened was we, we, we ran the program and like the results that people got were, were literally insane. Like we had one woman halfway through the program, she'd never ran a webinar before. Uh, and and she, did, she ran a webinar, she did $50,000 in coaching clients on the back end of the first webinar. And I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I wish I could have done that when I first started. But anyway, so so like, but what I'm saying here is, is like you run this beta program, right? And, and you test it out, you feel it and you get lots of feedback. Like the amount of feed, the amount of surveys that we do is insane. In fact, just recently we surveyed us, surveyed our students just again recently on what's going on for them, where their biggest challenges are. What, what's important to them? Like, I'm looking for the words that people are using. Why? So that when I speak, I speak the language that resonates with you, right? Because I don't want to push anything on you. The, the goal is to go, is, is to get you to a, to a place where, where it's like, I actually like what this person's talking about. This is your goal that I want to have for you. Is you get to the place where your audience goes, I like what this person's talking about. I like them. I, I like their values. And I can see that their intention is in the right place and they can actually help me. And when someone gets to that level, that that for me is just, it's evidence that that person, that coach, that expert has actually listened to their audience. Does that make sense? And so running this beta offer will really help you to uh, to resonate with the audience and get the words. And and it's it comes back to this. It's like it, when you describe your program, uh, uh, let me give you a, a metaphor. I wrote a metaphor down before. It's like, imagine I said, let me describe to you going for a run, going for a, a jog or a run right down the road. So if I described it as, oh my gosh, it's exhausting, it's sweaty, it's hot, and you're probably going to be pretty tired after it. <laughs> imagine I described it like that. You'd be... Okay, <laughs> I don't know if I really want to go for a run. But if I said it like this, hey, when you go for a run, to be frank, it, it's exhilarating. You, you get really present in your body, in your breath. You, you, can, you can feel the wind running over your skin and you get truly connected and aligned with your energy and it boosts all of what you bring to your day. Now, both of those things are describing a run right? Going for a jog, for a run. But but they're described in completely different ways. That's an example of the power of understanding how to articulate 
what you do, what your product is for your audience, right? It's the same product, just articulated differently. And it comes back to this point of going, what does your audience need to hear? And not just need to hear, but what do they want to hear? What are, they, what are the things that are going to resonate with them? And so when you do this, it's going to really, uh, it's going to up your level of connection with your audience because good marketing is essentially, excuse me, good marketing is essentially when you enter the conversation that the audience is already having with themselves. I'm pretty sure that's a Dan Kennedy quote is you enter the conversation that the audience is already having with themselves. And so I know for me, with like with our program, like, let me, I mean, I share my program because it's it's just so like close to me, it's easy to share. I'll give you an example. So Self From Stage Academy, right? The conversation that people are having, having in their head is that they've tried a webinar before or a launch and it's failed. That's the conversation they're having with their head. Another one is that they know they need to sell, but they don't want to come off pushy and salesy. Like they, they just don't want to be that person. They don't want to be that guy, right? Maybe uh, another thing is that there's this fear that, that no one wants their course and they've built it, but there's this fear that not enough people or no one really, no one really wants their course. And so this is the conversation that a lot of my prospects and a lot of my clients are having in their mind. And so the reason why I share that is because I want you to think about your audience and understand what is the conversation that your audience is having with themselves about the problem that you help them solve. And so this is the big question is, have you truly spent the time to understand your audience? And understand them in a way that that when you talk about their problems, you articulate it in a way that is more accurate, more precise than they can even articulate themselves. And when you do that, I think, first of all, there's a deep respect that occurs here. Because think about this. If you spend the time to actually understand your audience, wouldn't you agree that there has to be a level of empathy that occurs for that to happen. And that's why they say that great marketing is great empathy. And because when you truly understand your audience, uh, you respect them. You, you understand what their challenges are, their problems are. And so the question is, the challenge that I have for you today is have you spent enough time truly understanding the audience. And like I said, this is what we're, this is what we're going to be going through in this training series is what we use this process called the audience psychology map, which goes deep into that. And so we're going to be talking about that in the training series. So this question here is what I want you to commit to right now is, is really going on this journey of understanding your audience. So that's the second big mistake that people make is they just don't listen. They don't listen to their audience, right? That's the second big mistake. And the third and final mistake is this, is that they focus on the product and not the problem. In other words, they get obsessed about their product as opposed to the problem. Uh, I was listening to an interview with the uh, founder of Netflix. Uh, it was on Ed Milet's podcast recently. And he said this one line that, that for me just was incredible the way he, he said it which was, he said, he's never got obsessed about Netflix. 
He said, all I'm obsessed about is solving the problem that Netflix happened to solve. Oh, when he said that, I was like, holy moly, drop the, drop the, drop the phone. That was incredible. Drop the mic, drop the phone, drop the mic. I'm like, that was incredible. Because when you get obsessed about the problem, the product that you sell doesn't matter. That's why you can always adjust and tweak and, and change the product. And I look at our programs, our programs have evolved so much. Like even with our academy program, you know, from where it was when it first launched to where it is right now, like the bonuses, the things inside of it have evolved and changed so much. I'm changing the scripts, I'm changing the processes, I'm always evolving it, right? And so it is because it's not about the program. It's about what is, this is what I want you to think is you, you, go, you simply go this, what is the fastest, most efficient and easiest way that I can help people get to the solution that they want? And when you take that frame, when you're selling and creating your products, all of a sudden when people experience your product, the product is not about the product. It's about the problem. And this is one of the biggest problems that I've had with programs that I've done before is that I get inside and I'm like, I feel like all of the stuff in this course is just stuff. You know what I mean? Like I've been in programs before where I open it up and like, you know, I think there should be, you know, a good amount of information in there easily should be enough information. But I look at it and I'm like, how I have to listen to 9,000 hours of video to like solve this one problem. I love programs where they just go, it's like, follow these steps. This is how you do it. Like, get it done. Now, obviously, you need the mindset stuff. You need to have all that in place. But so often, I go inside programs and it feels like they've just put content in there so that when the when the client gets in there, they go, oh, at least there's heaps of stuff in here. I feel like I've got a lot of value. <laughs> and I think that's a problem because when you build a course, you shouldn't build a course to make a course. You build a course to find the fastest, most efficient way of solving the client's problem, of getting them to the solution that they're looking for. Does that make sense? Gosh, even as I'm saying this right now, I'm like, this is a really, really powerful way to, to articulate it, is I'm impressing myself. <laughs> Just as I do on this podcast. I, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm standing in my office with my standing desk right now uh, with my hands in the air. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But this is, this is what I want you to get is that when you design a product that is obsessed about the problem and not the product itself, that's when you change people's lives. That is when you build a product that people actually want. That is when you solve problems that people truly, truly want to solve. I know for me, there are three problems that I'm obsessed about solving, Re especially at the start when, when people come into our world. The first problem is this, fear. So people have this fear of speaking and especially selling their programs from a virtual stage or from a webinar or from a from any sort of platform, right? So they have this fear. So the first problem that for me I'm obsessed about solving is fear. Is that is that they can if they can get to the point where they shift their focus 
and get away from the fear and start set, stepping into the service element of what they're doing, then things are going to start shifting. That's the first thing. The second problem that I'm obsessed about solving is overwhelm. And so overwhelm from the sense of designing a webinar, designing a three-part video series is so overwhelming. And most people make the mistake of going into their course and going, what's the content from my course that I can bring into this webinar so that so that I can impress the people on the webinar? And that's a massive mistake, right? And so the second thing that for me, I'm obsessed about solving is overwhelm, making it just really simple. It's like, hey, follow this process and do that and you'll get you'll get a better result than what you did last time. And so the second problem is overwhelm. The third problem is just belief. Belief is that is that idea of I've tried stuff before and it hasn't worked. I've tried a webinar. I've tried something before and it hasn't worked in the past. So it's that confidence to try again, that confidence to step up, which I think is entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is, you know, picking yourself up after you've made a mistake or, you know, made a fool of yourself or done something where it hasn't got the result that you wanted to get and picking yourself up and finding a better strategy, finding a way through it. So it's that belief. And so what I want you to do for yourself is to think, what are the what are the core three fears or core three, should I say, what are the core three problems that you want your course to solve? And when you think about your course in that way, then you're going to build a course that actually sees transformation in people's lives. And so this is the philosophy I want you to take into, into building it. So this question here is, what are the three big problems that your, that your program should be solving. And think about this, if you were to fully focus on solving problems, as opposed to worry about whether people are gonna like your course or not, how much freedom would that give you? If you knew that you were obsessed about solving the problem, because I know for me, like even without, with, with the academy, right? I will change and adapt the, the academy as the problems in the marketplace adjust and shift. For me, I don't even care about the product. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. But you hear my heart here. I care about solving the friggin' problem. The problem is that people aren't getting enough clients into their coaching, their, pro- their, their online courses from when they're trying to run their webinars and one, run their video series, their challenges. That's the problem. I tell you what, I will scrap the whole of my program and completely redo it if the problem in the marketplace shifts enough for me to do so. And what I'm saying here is that you need to obsess about the problem, not your product. Because when you obsess about the problem, the product becomes exceptional. The product becomes truly transformational. So we've covered three big points, three big problems that people face three big problems the first one is that you've spent too much time building your product as opposed to learning how to sell your product and once again that's the reason why i'm running this training series is to help you to sell a product right that's the first goal the second thing second problem that people have is that you're listening you're sorry you're not listening to your audience you're not actually taking the time to listen and go what are the words What's the language? What's the articulation that my audience is saying? And you're not spending the time to do that. And the final thing is that you're focusing on your product as opposed to the problem you're solving. 
And when you get obsessed about the problem, the product doesn't matter. The problem, the product's going to evolve. You have to learn how to solve the problem effectively. And that is good marketing. Hey, I hope this has been valuable. The action I want you to take if you haven't yet is make sure you are signed up for our Sell From Virtual Stage training series. Uh, this is our main training series that we're running this year. And so I don't want you to I don't want you to miss out on this because I'm going to be I'm going to be letting loose on infusion selling, on all the strategies. We're going to be going through the structure of how to build webinars, uh, webinars that sell. I'm going to share with you some really cool stories and examples and strategies from those so that you can actually start implementing that into your life. And so make sure you go to virtualstagestraining.com or click the link uh, in the in the uh, description here and join us inside of this training series. Uh, I'm just really excited to serve you, to help you and to help you to really make the difference that you're wanting to make in your life. I'll see you inside the training series. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.